The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Well, what do you know? It's Wednesday already. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, January 18th, 2023, Wednesday of the second week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Margaret of Hungary. Born in 1242, the daughter of King Bela IV. She became a Dominican novice at the age of 12 in a royal convent built on an island in the Danube. Now she was a princess among nuns who were of noble descent, but she objected to any special treatment, and she went out of her way to perform the most menial tasks and labors on behalf of the poor and most advanced hospital cases. St. Margaret of Hungary died January 18, 1271. St. Margaret of Hungary, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. O my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all their works, powers, and affections in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet and I pray that I may accomplish your will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings, I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that educators may be credible witnesses teaching fraternity rather than competition and helping the youngest and the most vulnerable above all. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon for my sins and for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Jesus, we come before you here, perhaps driving, perhaps walking, perhaps we're in a church, perhaps we're before you in the Blessed Sacrament. Wherever we are, you are present. Whatever's going on for us, you are present. You never change. You don't have an end. You don't have mood swings. (laughs) Jesus, you are present to me now as I pray. Thank you. Thank you that I can share my heart, share my life with you. Today I want to reflect on the first reading that we find in the Mass, in which we're introduced to this curious figure of Melchizedek. It's through the, the lens of the letter to the Hebrews, Melchizedek appearing in the book of Genesis, first book of the Bible. Melchizedek comes out of nowhere and disappears. He appears to bless Abraham. 
Abraham, the greatest, one could say, the greatest character of the whole Old Testament, greatest human character. And yet Abraham is the one who receives the blessing from this character, Melchizedek, who just comes out of the blue. And Abraham is the one who presents an offering, a, a, a tithe to Melchizedek. Always uh, an offering was given from the inferior to the superior, the um, the one who was greater would receive the offering. So it's equivalent to say Melchizedek is greater than Abraham. This, this priestly figure who presents bread and wine, who brings with him bread and wine, kind of symbols that aren't so well known in the Old Testament. For us, reading through the lens of the Gospels, it makes a lot of sense. This, this idea of bread and wine immediately brings us to the offering that we present in the Mass. And so already these the breadcrumbs are being dropped in the first pages of the scriptures for a, a priesthood that will have no end. So the Old Testament priesthood was generally inherited. It was an inherited priesthood. It was a, um, a ceremonial priesthood, a priesthood of function, a priesthood of a connected to tribe. And then we have this unique example of Melchizedek who who isn't connected to a family. He's not connected to tribe or function or it's not an inherited priesthood. He, he has no ancestry. He has no mother and father. And in the first reading today in Mass in, from the Letter of the Hebrews, it's likened to, this is like the Son of God. This is like Jesus himself, who, who doesn't inherit his priesthood from his, from his father or from his tribe, but is inherently priest. Jesus, this is what we'd like to pray, pray about in today's meditation, your priesthood, your identity as our high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So we hear in the Psalms, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, or another translation, you are a priest forever like Melchizedek of old. And these words, just like all the Psalms, the Psalms are fulfilled when they're prayed by Jesus and when they refer to Jesus. So Jesus, we can, we can sing those words of the Psalms that were written long before your life here on earth and yet are directed towards you. You, Jesus, are a priest forever, like Melchizedek of old, a priesthood that didn't come from your family connection, but is just who you are. You are priest. What is the, the nature, the mission of a priest? Again, the letter to the Hebrews tells us, it is the very function of a priest to offer sacrifice. So Jesus, you are the priest who offered for us the sacrifice of all sacrifices, the greatest sacrifice, the sacrifice of your life, the sacrifice of God himself on behalf of his people. Jesus, more personally, the sacrifice of your life for me, for me, for my sins. The word sacrifice in English is taken from two Latin words, sacrum facere, to make holy. So we can be clear that sacrifice is the same as sanctification. Another way of saying to make holy, sanctus facere, sanctification. Sacrifice and sanctity. Jesus, these, these two great uh, great weights, great treasures, great um, golden nuggets, we could say, of our faith. 
are found in you in your priesthood. You sacrifice and you sanctify. And so whose mission is that now? That's, that's the mission of those who follow you. It's the mission of those washed in the waters of baptism and, and sharing your mission. It's a priestly mission that we share. Jesus, my mission now is to sacrifice and to sanctify the same thing. So where do I find myself in life right now is, am I in family? Am I in work? Am I in friendship? Whatever comes to my mind as I pray, these places are, are where you're asking me, Jesus, to live out your priesthood. That the priesthood of Melchizedek, the, the one to whom the greatest figure of the Old Testament paid homage, the order of Melchizedek is what I share in as a Christian. As a son of God, a daughter of God, I share in the priestly mission of Jesus Christ. Jesus, we say, is our high priest. You are the high priest of our faith. What does that mean? Sometimes those, those phrases might seem kind of theological or a little bit removed from my daily life. It's equivalent to say, Jesus, you are the one who makes everything holy, who make me holy, who make my, my daily life holy. Jesus, you're the one who calls me, just like those first apostles at the Sea of Galilee. You call me on mission to allow your, your spirit, the spirit of Jesus, as we hear in the Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit, another name, spirit of Jesus, to allow the spirit of Jesus to flood my life, to make me holy for, for my body, for my mind, my heart, my imagination, my memory, for these places, these things to be the site on which Jesus brings about his work of holiness again. My body, my mind, my heart, Jesus, I allow you to make of these places a holy place. And then in me, through me, please, Jesus, make this world a holy place. We weep. We weep when we read the news. We weep when we see the situation of the world in so many ways around us, on a global scale, but on an individual scale, even in, the, in our local communities, in our friendship circles, maybe in our families. We see so much evidence of where things have not been made holy, where things have not been offered to the Father for his glory, but rather just for the glory of man. For my part in that, Jesus, I repent. I repent. And I want you to use my life to make this world a holy place, to, to sacrifice and to sanctify. This is the mission of the Christian. So where am I today? How can I make the very place I'm, I'm living in this day of history, how can I make it a holy place? How can I sanctify in union with the mission of Jesus this very day by my prayer, by my little offerings, my little penances, by saying no to something I like and saying yes to something I, I don't particularly like, maybe when it comes to food, to having an, an ear for someone who I maybe struggle with, maybe I run out of patience more easily with them, to pay them attention today. All these sacrifices are equivalent to sanctifying the world around me. Jesus, this is my mission, not just today, but every day of my life. 
in small things. St. Jose Maria Escriva reminds us it's in small things done with great love. This is where we become holy, where we make this world a holy place. As priests sharing in the priesthood of Jesus Christ, we too are to make this world a holy place. Mother Mary, we, we ask you to help us in this mission. You lived the priesthood of your son closely, very closely, and inherited that mission from him. You too make this world a holy place by your prayer, your presence. Help us today, Mother, to do the same. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Cry out with joy to the Lord of the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Forty years I endured that generation. 
I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. We groan in pain as we await the redemption of our bodies. We groan groan in pain as we we await the redemption of our bodies. I said, I will be watchful of my ways, for fear I should sin with my tongue. I will put a curb on my lips when the wicked man stands before me. I was dumb, silent, and still. His prosperity stirred my grief. My heart was burning within me. At the thought of it, the fire blazed up and my tongue burst into speech. O Lord, you have shown me my end. How short is the length of my days. Now I know how fleeting is my life. You have given me a short span of days. My life is as nothing in your sight. A mere breath, the man who stood so firm. A mere shadow, the man passing by. A mere breath, the riches he hoards, not knowing who will have them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. We groan groan in pain as we we await the redemption of our bodies. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let me not weep in vain. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let Let me not weep in vain. And now, Lord, what is there to wait for? In you rests all my hope. Set me free from all my sins. Do not make me the taunt of the fool. I was silent, not opening my lips, because this was all your doing. Take away your scourge from me. I am crushed by the blows of your hand. You punish man's sin and correct him. Like the moth, you devour all he treasures. Mortal man is no more than a breath. O Lord, hear my prayer. O Lord, turn your ear to my cry. Do not be deaf to my tears. In your house I am a passing guest, a pilgrim, like all my fathers. Look away that I may breathe again before I depart to be no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Through your Son you taught us, Father, not to be fearful of tomorrow, but to commit our lives to your care. Do not withhold your Spirit from us, but help us find a life of peace after these days of trouble. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let me not weep in vain. 
I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. Why do you boast of your wickedness, you champion of evil, planning ruin all day long, your tongue like a sharpened razor, you master of deceit? You love evil more than good, lies more than truth. You love the destructive word, you tongue of deceit. For this God will destroy you and remove you forever. He will snatch you from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. The just shall see and fear. They shall laugh and say, So this is the man who refused to take God as his stronghold, but trusted in the greatness of his wealth and grew powerful by his crimes. But I am like a growing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the goodness of God forever and ever. I will thank you forevermore, for this is your doing. I will proclaim that your name is good in the presence of your friends. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you cut down the unfruitful branch for burning, and prune the fertile to make it bear more fruit. Make us grow like laden olive trees in your domain, firmly rooted in the power and mercy of your Son, so that you may gather from us fruit worthy of eternal life. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. I put my trust in the word of the Lord. All my hope is in him. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, You are a people sacred to the Lord your God. He has chosen you from all the nations on the face of the earth to be a people peculiarly his own. It was not because you are the largest of all nations that the Lord set his heart on you and chose you, for you are really the smallest of all nations. It was because the Lord loved you and because of his fidelity to the oath he had sworn to your fathers that he brought you out with his strong hand from the place of slavery and ransomed you from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Understand, then, that the Lord, your God, is God indeed, the faithful God, who keeps his merciful covenant down to the thousandth generation toward those who love him and keep his commandments but who repays with destruction the person who hates him. He does not dally with such a one, but makes him personally pay for it. You shall therefore carefully observe the commandments, the statutes, and the decrees which I enjoin on you today. As your reward for heeding these decrees and observing them carefully, The Lord your God will keep with you the merciful covenant which he promised 
on oath to your fathers. He will love and bless and multiply you. He will bless the fruit of your womb and the produce of your soil, your grain and wine and oil, the issue of your herds and the young of your flocks in the land which he swore to your fathers he would give you. You will be blessed above all peoples. No man or woman among you shall be childless, nor shall your livestock be barren. Be careful to observe all the commandments I enjoin on you today, that you may live and increase and may enter in and possess the land which the Lord promised on oath to your fathers. Remember how for forty years now the Lord your God has directed all your journeying in the desert so as to test you by affliction and find out whether or not it was your intention to keep his commandments. He therefore let you be afflicted with hunger and then fed you with manna, a food unknown to you and your fathers, in order to show you that not by bread alone does man live, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of the Lord. The clothing did not fall from you in tatters, nor did your feet swell these forty years. So you must realize that the Lord your God disciplines you even as a man disciplines his son. Therefore, keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. God first loved us and sent his own Son to be the sacrifice that frees us from our sins. We have, we have come, come to know and, and to believe in the love God has for us. The Lord himself has become our Savior. He has redeemed us in his love. We have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. A reading from the Dogmatic Constitution on the Church of the Second Vatican Council. In his wisdom and goodness, the Eternal Father created the whole world according to his supremely free and mysterious purpose, and decreed that men should be raised up to share in the divine life. When they fell in Adam, he did not abandon them, but always kept providing them with aids to salvation, in consideration of Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Before the ages, the Father already knew all the elect, and predestined them to be made into the likeness of his Son, so that he should be the firstborn among many brothers. God resolved to gather into Holy Church all who believe in Christ. The Church, foreshadowed even from the beginning of the world, so marvelously prepared in the history of the people of Israel, established in these last times, and revealed by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, will be made perfect in glory at the end of time. Then, as we read in the Fathers of the Church, all the righteous from Adam onward, from Abel the righteous, to the last of the elect, will be gathered in the universal Church in the presence of the Father. Finally, 
those who have not yet received the gospel are in their different ways related to God's people. In the first place, there is that people which was given the covenants and the promises, and from which Christ was born by human descent, the people which is by God's choice most dear on account of the patriarchs. God never repents of his gifts or his call. God's plan of salvation embraces those also who acknowledge the Creator. Among these are especially the Mohammedans. They profess their faith as the faith of Abraham, and with us they worship the one merciful God who will judge men on the last day. God himself is not far from those others who seek the unknown God in darkness and shadows, for it is he who gives to all men life and inspiration and all things, and who, as Savior, desires all men to be saved. Eternal salvation is open to those who, through no fault of their own, do not know Christ and his church, but seek God with a sincere heart, and under the inspiration of grace try in their lives to do his will, made known to them by the dictates of their conscience. Nor does divine providence deny the aids necessary for salvation to those who, without blame on their part, have not yet reached an explicit belief in God, but strive to lead a good life under the influence of God's grace. Whatever goodness and truth is found among them is seen by the church as a preparation for the gospel, and as given by him who shines on all men, so that they may at last have life. It was God's plan that in the fullness of time, all All creation creation should be brought together in in unity unity under Christ. Christ. It pleased God that all perfection should dwell in Christ, and through him God chose to reconcile all things to himself. All All creation creation should be brought together in unity under Christ. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. On Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak for Wednesday of the second week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Jesus goes to a synagogue and performs a cure on a Sabbath. It's from the third chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Again, Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand and they watched him to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. Jesus said to the man who had the withered hand, Come here. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? They were silent. He looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. The man stretched it out, and his hand was restored. 
the Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against Jesus, how to destroy him. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Becoming a Christian includes a commitment, an ironclad commitment to constantly strive to follow Christ in every way. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Christian faith leads us to contemplate amendment of our lives. It demands that we continually rectify our conduct and constantly make an effort towards improvement in our way of being and behaving. Among other consequences, faith will lead us to imitate Jesus Christ, who was perfect God and perfect man. It will lead us to be well-balanced men and women without complexes or undue concern about what others will think of us. It will make us truthful, honest, just in our judgments and in our business dealings, in our conversations. The human virtues are proper to man as man. They are precisely what makes a man manly, a woman womanly, and this is why Jesus Christ, perfect man, lived them fully. Even his enemies were surprised at the sheer human strengths he had of his strong manliness. Teacher, they said on one occasion, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully and care for no man. The first thing to attract our attention when we study the human features of Jesus is his manly clear-sightedness in action, his impressive loyalty, his unwavering sincerity, in a word, the heroic character of his personality. This was, in the first place, what attracted his disciples. He gave us the example of a whole series of intertwined human qualities which any Christian should live. He considers the perfection of the human virtues so important that he admonishes his disciples, If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? If we do not have human resilience when confronted with a difficulty or with heat or cold or a slight illness, on what will the cardinal virtue of fortitude be founded? How can a person who is continually grumbling and complaining acquire the virtue of fortitude and live it? How can a student say who keeps postponing getting down to study become responsible and prudent? How can someone live charity if he has little or no regard for human warmth, affability, or the details of good manners? Although God's grace can completely transform someone, we find examples of this in Scripture and in the life of the Church. It is most usual for God to count on the contribution afforded by the human virtues. Christian life is expressed through human action, which it dignifies and raises to the supernatural level. On the other hand, what is human in a person sustains and makes possible the supernatural virtues. Perhaps during the course of our lives we have met so many people who call themselves Christians because they have been baptized and have received other sacraments, but then prove to be disloyal and deceitful, insincere and proud, in consequence fail to achieve anything. They are like shooting stars, lighting up the sky for an instant and then falling away to nothing. The human foundations failed them, and they could not remain upright. The practice of faith, hope, charity, and of the moral virtues 
will enable the Christian to be that living example the world expects of him. God looks for mothers who have the strength to bear Christian witness through their motherhood and their joy, mothers who know how to make friends with their children. He looks for honest businessmen, for doctors who do not neglect their professional formation, but learn to put aside some hours for study, who attend their patients with understanding just as they would like to be treated themselves if they were in the same circumstances, efficiently and pleasantly. At the same time, doctors should take an interest in their fellow professionals. God looks for similar commitment from farm workers, craftsmen, factory workers, men on building sites. God wants accomplished men and women who can express the great ideal they have discovered precisely through the ordinariness of their everyday lives. In St. Joseph, we find a magnificent model of the just man who lived by faith in all the circumstances of his life. Let us ask him to help us to be as Christ wants each one of us to be in our own environment and our own circumstances. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, and we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O God, all your ways are holy. What God can compare with our God? O God, all your ways are holy. What God can compare with our God? I cry aloud to God. Cry aloud to God that he may hear me. In the day of my distress... I sought the Lord. My hands were raised at night without ceasing. My soul refused to be consoled. I remembered my God, and I groaned. I pondered, and my spirit fainted. You withheld sleep from my eyes. I was troubled. I could not speak. I thought of the days of long ago, and I remembered the years long past. At night I mused within my heart. I pondered, and my spirit questioned. Will the Lord reject us forever? Will he show us his favor no more? Has his love vanished forever? Has his promise come to an end? Does God forget his mercy or in anger withhold his compassion? I said, This is what causes my grief that the way of the Most High has changed. I remember the deeds of the Lord. I remember your wonders of old. I muse on all your works and ponder your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You showed your power among the peoples, your strong arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The water saw you, O God. The water saw you and trembled. The depths were moved with terror. The clouds poured down rain. The skies sent forth their voice. 
Your arrows flashed to and fro. Your thunder rolled around the sky. Your flashes lighted up the world. The earth was moved and trembled when your way led through the sea, your path through the mighty waters, and no one saw your footprints. You guided your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, you established your ancient covenant by signs and wonders. But more wondrously, you confirmed the new one through the sacrifice of your Son. Guide your church through the pathways of life that we may be led to the land of promise and celebrate your name with lasting praise. All your your ways ways are are holy. What What God God can compare with our God? My heart leaps up with joy to the Lord, for he humbles only to exalt us. My heart leaps up with joy to the Lord, for he humbles only to exalt us. My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in my God. I have swallowed up my enemies. I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord. There is no rock like our God. Speak boastfully no longer, nor let arrogance issue from your mouths. For in all-knowing God is the Lord a God who judges deeds. The bows of the mighty are broken while the tottering gird on strength. The well-fed hire themselves out for bread while the hungry batten on spoil. The barren wife bears seven sons while the mother of many languishes. The Lord puts to death and gives life. He casts down to the netherworld. He raises up again. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He humbles. He also exalts. He raises the needy from the dust. From the ash heap, he lifts up the poor to seat them with nobles and make a glorious throne their heritage. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, And he has set the world upon them. He will guard the footsteps of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall perish in the darkness. For not by strength does man prevail. The Lord's foes shall be shattered. The Most High in heaven thunders. The Lord judges the ends of the earth. Now may he give strength to his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My heart leaps up with joy to the Lord, for he humbles only to exalt us. The Lord is King, let the earth rejoice. The Lord Lord is is King, Let the earth rejoice. 
The Lord is King, let earth rejoice. Let all the coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice and right. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The skies proclaim his justice. All people see his glory. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits worship him. Zion hears and is glad. The people of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth, exalted far above all spirits. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He guards the souls of his saints. He sets them free from the wicked. Light shines forth for the just, and joy for the upright of heart. Rejoice, you just, in the Lord. Give glory to his holy name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you clothe the sky with light, and the depths of the ocean with darkness. Among the sons of men you work wonders and rain terror upon the enemy. Look upon your servants. Do not try us by fire, but bring us rejoicing to the shelter of your home. The The Lord Lord is is King. King. Let Let the the earth earth rejoice. rejoice. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Trial or distress or persecution or hunger or nakedness or danger or the sword? Yet in all this we are more than conquerors because of him who has loved us. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. I will bless the Lord all my life long. I will will bless bless the Lord all my life long. With a song of praise ever on my lips. All All my life long. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. I will bless the Lord all my life long. Let us serve the Lord in holiness all the days of our life. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. 
for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness all the days of our life. Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Savior, who promised to remain with His Church all days until the end of the world. Let us give Him thanks and call out, Remain with us, Lord. Remain Remain with with us, Lord. Remain with us the whole day, Lord. Let Your grace be a sun that never sets. Remain Remain with with us, Lord. We dedicate this day to You as an offering. Do not let us offer anything that is evil. Remain Remain with us, Lord. May Your gift of light pervade this whole day. That we may be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Remain Remain with with us, Lord. May the love of your Holy Spirit direct our hearts and our lips. And may we always act in accordance with your will. Remain Remain with with us, Lord. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, as a new day dawns, send the radiance of your light to shine in our hearts. Make us true to your teaching. Keep us free from error and sin. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Another new day is just waiting for you to sanctify it. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.